Awesome. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, again, my name is Pastor Jesse, and um, I usually don't get to see any of you, um, mostly because I'm back in the kids' area, which is like way back in the back. There's three reasons why I would ever see any of you. The first reason is that you actually have kids, and you actually have to come all the way back there to find me so you can drop your kids off with me. The second reason is that because you're, you're new, you got lost in the church, and then you're trying to figure out why the average age of the congregation is nine, and then I can direct you back over here here to main service. And the third reason is if you're after, here after third service for so long, you finally see me emerge from the depths of the church, um, weary and ready for my afternoon nap. Um, and so um, I'm really happy to see all of you today. Um, you guys get to see me on videos, but I don't get to see very many of you. There's so many new faces to me. And so Pastor Steve was right. I do like hugs. If you want to come up and give me a hug and introduce yourself, that'd be fine with me. I'm used to it. Although it will be weird having a hug up here because I'm usually hugging when they're around my knees and ankles. Um, so it will be a, a new sensation and I, I'll, I'll enjoy that. Um, but today, we're, gonna be t we're going through the series, um, God Is, and we're gonna be talking about um, today how God is big and, and, and God is peace. Um, and so with, with all these baby dedications, with all these kids up here, and especially with Father's Day today, um, I, I, I know that I have um, many little ones that, that I get to, to hang out with. And, and I know that all, everybody in this room at some point in time has been with like a little baby, maybe let's say like two or, or one, two or three when they're just learning to walk and run. And, and, and we're outside, I'll, I go outside with them and we're walking down a sidewalk. And, and you know, you're, you're, you're hovering over them kind of you know, walking like this, making sure they're okay. But as a, as a parent, as a, as a dad, we're, we're watching for everything. As they're walking, the little kid has like tunnel vision, like I know exactly where I wanna go and I know exactly that I wanna get there fast. Um, but as a dad, you don't know exactly where that is. And, and so we're watching everything, right? We're, we're watching for the cars that are coming down the streets and we're watching for, for walkers and runners and bicycles on the sidewalk to make sure we can protect the little one walking. We watch for kids playing in yards in case balls or toys come flying at us. We watch for animals in case they come over. We watch and we're just ready for the bears that might come, although that's rare. We're ready for it as a dad. Scoop up our child and fight the bear for our child, right? And and so we're watching them and we're protecting them and we're making sure everything's okay. We watch the sidewalk in front of them for any cracks or dips or holes, just in case they might trip a little. We can scoop them up and, and, and protect them. And we don't and we do that not only because we love them, but we do it because we want them to have an, an enjoyable and a peaceful time wherever they're going. We watch for those things for them. They don't worry about the burdens of, oh, I better go to the store, we ran out of food. Our kids don't worry about that, we worry about that for them. So they have food to eat. We, they don't worry about what clothes to wear, we worry about that they have clothes to wear. We don't worry, they don't worry if they're dirty, we worry if they're dirty. Um, we make sure we protect them. And, and I know that when I was younger, um, spiders were something I was like super afraid of. And so if there was a spider ever in my bedroom and I was getting ready for bed, I would yell out for my dad, 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 you need to come help me, there's a spider in here. And he would come in and I knew as my dad came and he said, I'm coming, that spider's days were numbered. Um, and it would soon meat, paper towel, and toilet, and I would be saved from the spider because my dad would come in and he would say, I got it, and my dad would take care of it. And then if there was something that was not giving me good vibes from my closet once he turned the lights off again, I would call his name and he'd come back in and I would let him know my problems. I would tell him everything that was going on and he'd go into my closet and he would yell at whatever was in there and it would give me peace because dad got it. 
That, that always gave me peace when mom or dad said, hey, I'll handle this. All right, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Dad got it, mom got it. We're good. I can go to sleep peacefully now, knowing that everything that I was scared of is now taken care of by Almighty Dad. Because when we're kids, we look up to our dads and we look up um, to those father figures we have and we just think, wow, how do they do all that? How do they lift that whole laundry basket all by themselves? That's so heavy for me. <laughs> and things to us, as once we grow up, that we think, oh, that, that's not such a big deal, but to them, we are so awesome. And, and Paul, in Philippians chapter four, verse seven, he talks about this kind of peace. He talks about peace, and, and so if you have your Bibles, we're gonna turn to Philippians chapter four, verse seven, and it says this, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now the way, what we're gonna do with this verse today is we're gonna break it down um, into, into parts we're gonna look at what Paul meant when he said certain words because um, some of them get lost in the translation from Greek to English and there's so much good stuff Paul packs into this one little verse in the Bible and we don't want, I don't want anybody to miss it. Then once we've unpacked these three, ver or three words, we're gonna put it all back together into one giant verse with the understanding of what Paul would have been meaning as he told this to the, Phil the Philippians. All right, so the verse again, Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now the first word we're gonna look at is passes. We're gonna look at the word passes, and the word passes in Greek is the word hooper echo. And it's a compound word, um, and the first part of that is hooper, and the second part of that is echo. And in hooper, if we, we break that word down, that word literally means above, beyond, and over. Okay, so that's like the very literal meaning, but when it's used, it usually depicts something, and I'm going to try my best to try to get across what Paul was meaning when he used, used this word. It it's depicts something that is way beyond measure. It carries the idea of superiority, something that is utmost, paramount, foremost, first rate, first class, top notch, incom incomparable, more than a match for, unsurpassed, unequaled. So this word, this first part, Hooper, is just saying, all right, the peace of God is unbelievably important. It is so big, it is preeminent. There is nothing greater than the peace that God can give. And, and the, the second part of that word, echo, it means to have or to keep or to possess or to hold or even to acquire. So when we look at this, this, this word together, this hooper echo together, when Paul says the peace of God passes, he's literally saying a peace so superior that it is held high above all other types of peace. This peace transcends, outdoes, surpasses, excels, rises above, goes beyond, and over the top of any kind of peace. And the implication is that people who are trying to find peace their own way, their own style, trying to find it in, in a new job or in a new, um, in, in clothes or relationships, they can't find peace like the peace that God can give because it is so incredibly great. It's a, there is absolutely nothing in the world that can compare 
to the peace that God gives. The second word that he uses is, is all understanding, but the word understanding. So this piece, when he's talking about what this piece passes, what this piece is greater than, he's using this word understanding, which is gnos in the Greek, which means the mind. And whenever Paul uses this word, or whenever a Roman or a Greek would use this word in their writing, it literally means like the ability to think, to reason, to understand, and to comprehend. And so whenever you think of all understanding, or when Paul uses um, this superior piece that passes your mind, it, it, it literally everything we try to do to create ourselves peace. Maybe it's getting a new job so our financial situation is greater and then we can, we'll finally feel like we have peace with finances or we go and we buy new clothes so we finally have peace in mind that we, we fit in with everybody or maybe it's a relationship that we start or get into because we just feel so uneasy by ourselves and we're trying to find peace ourselves. But what Paul's saying is that all of our understanding, all of our mind, everything we can comprehend, even anything that we can imagine up does not compare to God's peace because God's peace is so preeminent, so top-notch, greater, higher, better than utmost. Anything that we can even try to comprehend or think of, God's peace is greater than all of that. God's peace is greater than all of that. The last piece, or the last word that Paul, that we wanna, I wanna look at today is the word keeps. Because it says, and the peace of God that passes all understanding keeps your heart and mind. When Paul uses this word keeps, it's actually a very militant word. What would happen in Roman culture is if there was a battle and it was coming their way, there was a settlement they had or a fort they had, they would use this word keep and they, the soldiers would surround the city, they would block every entrance, every gate, and they would monitor literally everything that came in or out of the city. Nothing came into that city unless it was supposed to come into that city and nothing left that city unless it was supposed to leave that city. This word keeps means that it is a shut down or aggressive defense that the Romans would use that nothing got in and nothing got out. And if they were besieging a city and they were trying to keep everyone in, nothing was getting out of that city. These soldiers would stay guard in front of, this, of, of, the, of the gate and nothing would get in. And so when we're talking about God's peace, when we're talking about this peace that passes all our understanding, this is the thing that keeps our minds and our hearts. This peace that we can't even comprehend how great it is, it's a peace that's so great, so preeminent, so top-notch that we can't even imagine or think up in our own heads how great this peace could be, is the thing that stands in between us and, the, and Satan from all his tricks and all his worry and all his anxiety that he brings into our life. And he says, hey, listen, nothing's getting into your heart and nothing's getting into your mind unless it goes through me first. And that's pretty, that's, that's comforting to know that that's the peace that stands in between me and the devil because, you know, it's very easy to, to start stressing about something, to have anxiety or worry about something, especially as parents. Uh, um, but anybody, any, anywhere we are in our life, we have our own individual worries. And the devil does a great job of, of placing those things in specific parts of our hearts and our minds. And then it's on a continuous loop in our head of 
How do I get out of this stress? How do I get out of this worry? How do I get rid of this anxiety that I have? And, and, and Paul's saying, we can try, we can do everything we can to try and try and try to get rid of this worry and anxiety ourselves, but there's nothing, no kind of peace that we can develop ourselves, no financial situation, no, no clothing, no relationship that we can have that can give us the peace that God's peace can because God's peace is so spectacularly awesome. And so if we take these words, passes, understanding, and keeps, and we expand them out, and we say, what would it be like if I was a Philippian reading this verse for the very first time, what would be the understanding that I might have when Paul writes this? And so here is verse four, or here's verse seven, chapter four, all spread out of what it might have been understood like. And the peace of God, a peace so wonderful that it cannot be compared to any other type of peace. A peace that stands in a category by itself and rises far above and goes beyond anything human mind could ever think, reason, imagine, or produce by itself. This peace will stand at the entrance of your heart and your mind, working like a guard to control, monitor, and screen everything that tries to access your mind, your heart, and your emotions. The peace that passes all understanding, keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Now, I wanna do something kinda cool this morning with everybody. Um, I I wanted to um, take us outside because one of my favorite things to do is is stargaze, and whenever I'm able to look at the sky, whenever I'm able to look at the night sky and the stars, I realize fairly quickly how big God can be. And so I'm just going to sit on this front step because I want you guys to imagine with me for a little bit that it's just you. You looking up at the night sky, you seeing and being with God all by yourself and just taking everything in. You see, when I was younger, my dad and I liked to go outside and look at the stars. He, he would show me where the Big Dipper was and he would show me where the Little Dipper was and I would stand outside for hours trying to make up my own constellations and find the planets. And as I got older, I, my fascination continued to grow. I, would, I, I learned what other constellations were like Orion and Tauros, the bull, and I would learn the stories and I would see the planets and I learned how, how Earth was with this rock that, that was formed that, that goes around this sun and and what we call a solar system that is floating around in this thing we call a galaxy that's floating around in this thing we call a universe and I was just blown away at how big God was because I knew that God created all of this but, but scientists said we don't even know where the edge of it is and if we don't even know where the edge of space is and God is bigger, my little mind was blown. But as I got older and I became a teen, I started to dislike being outside at night altogether. And if I was, I'd rather just be, I'd be sprinting from my car into my house because I actually hated being under the stars. You see, when I was, when I was, a, when I was a teenager, there would be times, um, it'd go sometimes for just a day, sometimes maybe for a week, where I would have these like little bouts with, with depression 
And I didn't know what that was, and my, my family didn't know what that was. They just knew that I was down in the dumps. And so people would say, Jesse, just get out of it. Just get over it. And then that would make me angry. And so then they were dealing with a very angry, upset teenager. And I was trying to fix it. I was trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And I was trying to figure out why I wasn't in a relationship. And I was trying to figure out where I was going to go to school and how I was going to afford school. And I knew God wanted me to be a children's pastor, but I don't know if I wanted to be a children's pastor yet. And I didn't like looking at the stars because I realized very quickly that I was an insignificant person living on an insignificant rock, spinning around an insignificant star and an insignificant galaxy when it's compared to the universe. And if God is bigger than all of that, why would he care about me? Who am I that God should love me? Who am I that he should care about me? But I laid outside one night, I, I had enough, and so I went outside, and I laid down in the grass, and I laid back, and I looked up at the sky, and I said, God, we need to talk, and we talked, and I yelled, and I argued, and I cried, and, and, and I, I tried to, to think through things, and, and we talked through things, and as I did, as, as I prayed, and as I gave petition to God, I felt this peace, start to come inside of me and it was something I haven't felt because over and over I was trying to figure it out myself. If I date this girl, if I go to this college, if I do this major, if, I, if, I just, if I'm just happy enough. But none of those things gave me the peace that I was looking for but, but as I talked to God, I was able to get it because you see verse seven is nothing without verse six in Philippians and it says this, do not worry don't have anxiety, don't have fretfulness, don't be stressed, but instead, with prayer and petition, give all of those things over to God. In verse seven, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will be with you and will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I finally realized as a teen that the peace of God, that I needed to not worry so much about everything that was going on, but instead I needed to give those things to God and let him worry about it because here's the thing, God started to tell me in my heart, Jesse, you know what? I am walking over you, I am watching everything. You are tunnel visioning right towards something. You have goals in your life and you have the direction in your life that you're following and I am following right behind you. I am watching for cars and people. I am watching for kids playing in the yards with balls that might come and hit you. I am watching for walkers and bikers and runners on the sidewalk. I am watching for the dogs and the cats that are in people's yards. I am watching for the bear, however unlikely that is. I am ready to attack it and take it down for you. I am watching for the cracks and the dips and the holes in the sidewalk because I want to give you peace. That doesn't mean that there aren't things that the devil tries to get through. And that doesn't mean that we won't skin our knees and we will be hurt by situations, but in those exact situations, even when I would fall when I was little and I'd have a scraped knee and I'd be bleeding, my dad was there to clean it up and put a Band-Aid on it and say, Dad, got it. And in the same way, when we worry about things, 
when we're stressed about things, when we have anxiety about things, if we give those to our Father in heaven, he will say, I got it. Dad, got it. Don't worry about it anymore. Don't worry about your your scratch or your bruise. That's okay. It's going to make you tougher because Dad got it. Dad took care of this situation. I am watching over you. I am protecting you to things that you don't need to worry about. Let me worry about for you because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Just worry about today. Dad got it. And so we're gonna go into a prayer time. And I know that it doesn't matter how old you are, whether you are a teen, whether you're a kid, whether you're a single uh, young adult, whether you're married, whether you have kids, whether, it doesn't matter. Because we all have stresses, we all have anxieties, we all have worries that we have to deal with. Whether it is finances or how our kids are gonna grow up or what, are, what, what kind of neighbors are we gonna get or what school am I going to for college, we all have things that we worry about, but God says, hey, don't worry about that stuff. Instead, give that to me so I can take care of it. Let me live that out in your life. Let me take that control. Let me take those burdens so I can worry about them. Let me set those up so I can give you a peace that you don't, aren't even gonna understand when it hits your heart and your mind. You're not even gonna be able to comprehend how peaceful you feel in your life and in your soul because the peace of my peace is going to give you the comfort that you look for and you might get hurt life doesn't just because I'm watching you doesn't mean that you might not scrape a knee but guess what I'm going to be there to put the band-aid on it and to heal you from the wounds of the world and because dad got it and so today as we pray I want you guys um, we're going to just spend a few minutes just praying softly together and, and, and I want you guys to just pray in your pews. And if you want, we have, to my right, to your left, we have a prayer um, station where if there, there are people there that wanna pour into you, that wanna talk things through with you, because some of this stuff can be confusing. Some of this stuff is hard, and we might be going through a lot, and it's easier to talk through with someone else. But I also challenge you, if not this morning, tonight when the stars are in the sky, to go outside and lay down and meet your maker face to face and say, God, this is what I'm dealing with and I'm looking for your peace. Because when we give that with prayer and petition over to Christ, the peace of God that passes all understanding will be with you and will keep your hearts and minds through Christ. Jesus, our Lord. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for each and every one of these people who are here today. Thank you for the moms and dads who, who bring their kids to church, and thank you for the grandmas and grandpas who bring their kids to church, and thank you for the teens and the kids and the young adults who come here to learn and to deepen their faith in you, God. And I know that throughout all these people's lives there are things that are going on that I wouldn't be able to understand, but God, you do. You are our Father. You are watching us as we walk down the sidewalks of life. You are walking with us, protecting us, trying to give us peace as we focus on what you have for us in front, God. God, I just pray that as we silently go into a time of prayer, that you can help each and every one of these people give those things over to you, their worries, their anxieties, their stresses, and that you fill them with the peace that only you can, the peace that is so uncomprehensibly great that they won't be able to even understand it themselves, God, but you are willing to give it because you are a big God with big peace and big love, bigger than we can even imagine, and God, you wanna give it to each and every one of us. And God, we just love you. We wanna lift this up to you today.